and welcome to this month's episode of the Superheroes Etc. podcast. Um, if you are unfamiliar with us, which you shouldn't be by now, Superheroes Etc. is a 501c3 nonprofit with the mission to empower women to embrace their inner nerd. Today, joining me is the lovely Marissa and the lovely Carolyn, who is joining us from a distance via the wonderful technology of Skype. <laughs> Like Fox said, I'm Carolyn. I am the soon-to-be executive director of Superheroines Etc. And I am coming in from Newport, Kentucky, which is basically like Cincinnati, Ohio. So you've learned something today. (laughs) (laughs) Carolyn is also our former board president and fabulous founder. (laughs) Um, And then I am Fox. I am the current board president. And I am Marissa Rowe, the event coordinator for Superheroines Etc. And today we are going to be talking about friendship and how friendship is magic. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, friendship, I think, especially we're all in our... I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. I'm in my 30s. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I think a lot of us, when we reach a certain age, get to a point to where we're not in school anymore. You're not doing the same sorts of things. So it's a little bit more complicated to make and maintain friendships, especially as life starts to happen to you. And so I think uh, it's a pretty relevant topic for most anyone who would be listening. Yeah, I agree with you, especially because there's not the built-in audience that's associated with an educational setting Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, whatever post-secondary plans you chose for yourself. Mm -hmm. There just isn't a built-in group of people for you to mingle with. And I think a lot of people our age, well, especially me, I'm in my late 20s, we're moving around, we're mm-hmm. trying to figure out where we're settling our lives, or maybe we're just moving around forever and ever. <laughs> um, so that makes it really tough to meet people if you're not familiar with the area and you don't have a group that you grew up with as well. Yeah, there are lots of reasons why people might need friends or want to change friends groups people have different life experiences friends grow apart i don't know new jobs new like a new location your family grew or shrank or um, all kinds of things that could could factor into needing more friends well and i've noticed for myself i actually friendship being super important to me in the capacity that i a couple years ago had kind of a difficult life situation spring up and up to this point i had had friends but not super close I need you come help me sort of friends and it was kind of the first time for me that I actually broached a close group of people that I knew and was like look here's here's the lowdown here's what's going on I need support and it really helped me to get through some things that I was going through that's good I'm glad they were there yeah no I'm I'm glad too (laughs) I have a friend I won't say this person's name on air but kind of a similar situation where this person has a lot of friends. He's close to them, but he's not so close that he could turn to them. Um, And I wonder if maybe you have some advice on how to take some friends that you already have or or close acquaintances and build a stronger relationship with them. I would say for myself, it's it's kind of hard to say for me because I'm I'm kind of just, for lack of a better term, I, I get like verbal diarrhea and I just start like <laughs> talking at people and I don't have a lot of inhibitions. So um, one, one suggestion is to get really drunk. <laughs> um, really though, there were certain people that I already knew were fairly close and people that I had known for a long time and I knew kind of shared my value system, which I think a lot of times, especially if you're going through a crisis, can be a difficult thing and can also mean that it's more important to have people who kind of share the way you look at the world a little bit. For me, I kind of slowly started broaching it with people. I was like, hey, friend, 
X situation has been going on and kind of telling them little bits at a time to see how they would receive it. Agreed, and, agreed. Yeah, and then as as time went on and they were very receptive and like, oh no, you know, tell me whatever. And after time, I was able to tell them more and more until, you know, I'm calling them at 3 a.m. in the morning and be like, oh my god, my life. <laughs> so I agree with Fox uh, that I approach it um, gingerly and mm-hmm. asking a little bit more of them than I would in a regular friend acquaintance over time. But I think the important part is that you definitely have to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a vulnerable thing to do. Um, acquaintances are there and they like you, otherwise they wouldn't be there. So it definitely is a risk-taking maneuver to work towards turning a friend acquaintance into a true friend. Mm-hmm. So whoever this mystery person is, I wish we had callers. That would be so cool right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I would definitely... I think he actually listens to this podcast, so... So, mystery friend person. Advice. <laughs> advice time. I would recommend that maybe finding a person and slowly revealing yourself or your problems to them, <laughs> not yourself. <laughs> Slowly talking to them about your problems or um, letting a little bit of the story out or situation or asking people for advice and then um, making yourself vulnerable and being open to those sorts of communications naturally breeds closeness. Closeness, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right, right. That's a really good way to say it. So I would just say it definitely takes bravery Mm -hmm. and being vulnerable in order to draw somebody into a friendship but you definitely have to put yourself out there first because I think a lot of people are afraid because making new friends in your 30s because I'm in my mid-30s is a scary thing because Mm -hmm. if you find yourself needing friends that's kind of a a little bit of a kick to the to the gut a little bit where you're like wow I wish I had more friends and then you're like well what should I do about it Mm -hmm. um and I'm definitely a grab the bull by the horns kind of gal fox I, I, I grab the bull by other parts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, I need friends. Let's do this. What mm-hmm. am I going to do? Um, I think some people might get uh, a little anxious about it and mm-hmm. then freeze up and then it becomes a rolling problem. Well, and, and something else that I find really interesting, it's interesting that you mentioned um, this mystery person is a gentleman because I have noticed that a lot of men in my life um, that I'm close with have difficulty connecting to other people in the same way that I'm able to connect with my girlfriends. And I, I think there's this sense of like kind of keeping your emotions a little bit more underneath because I it's much easier for me to share my emotions with people um, because most times I'm sharing it with a lady who has had similar experiences and that we can just dish and talk about it. Whereas a couple guys I know specifically have a lot of trouble and and pretty much don't have anybody that they feel like they can be that kind of vulnerable with. I think men are taught not to be vulnerable. Yeah. Or expected not to be vulnerable. And that sort of feeds into not being able to express your emotions to other people Mm -hmm. or building those kinds of friendships that you're talking about. It's also important to keep in mind that it maybe it's a generalization, but I have known or read in several different places that when women talk to each other about our problems, simply talking about them is therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Whereas when men typically talk about problems, it's to fix it. Mm-hmm. And so they might not want to tell another friend about the problem because it might be seen as needing help. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say ditch the stereotypes. And mm-hmm. if you want to talk to a friend, talk to a friend. Mm-hmm. If you want to just say, hey, I'm going to vent about this, feel free to comment. Mm-hmm. Say that. Or make a friend with the chick. That's cool, too. Mm-hmm. But definitely give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. Carolyn, you've you moved fairly recently. 
What's that been like for you in terms of friendships? Well, uh, on top of moving recently, I only work with one other person. <laughs> so I'm really isolated. Uh, Lowering general. the friend pool there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, uh, boss slash coworker, you are now my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> but in, in seriousness, it has been really difficult. Um, mm. I think part of it is my fiance is from the area, so he has some friends already that are sort of built in. And I think when a lot of people move, they either they move on their own or they move because they know somebody else there. Um, and at a program I was at this morning, a lot of women had moved for a spouse's job. Um, and I think, unfortunately, that happens a lot more often than a man moving for a woman's job. Mm-hmm. So I made some friends that are, are my fiance's friends, but I am starting to look for my own group of people because I think that my fiance and I look for different things when we're looking at friends. Mm-hmm. You know, just because we're badly in love with each other doesn't mean we like all the same people. <laughs> and while his friends are really awesome, I think that I'm looking for that deeper connection that we're talking about mm-hmm. um, that I may not get from friends that are already friends with my fiance. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the chemistry component, that's what separates acquaintances from people that I'm much closer with. And again, with, with kind of not having inhibitions, so to speak, <laughs> um, there, there have been a lot of friends. I'll actually uh, tell this one story. I went to Wizard World Comic Convention a few years ago, and I was in cosplay as one of my favorite lady characters from a video game. And I went there and I came across this one gal who also was in cosplay from a character from that same game. And we started hanging out and we afterwards started texting like novel length chunks of text back and forth. And then I'm, I don't know if at any point I like got down on one knee and was like, do you want to be my friend? But, <laughs> but it, we pretty much, I had seen her, I think in person, maybe twice, because she, she lived like 45 minutes away. So I had seen her person maybe twice, talked to her a whole bunch before I'd actually asked her to be a bridesmaid. So <laughs> I love that story. Um, yeah, well, and she, I mean, she's one of my best friends to this day. And like, it's, it's one of those things that I saw her from across the room and, and the stars <laughs> aligned and I was like, we are going to get along so well. <laughs> Um, you know, but even people that I've met on a less dramatic scale, especially being a part of Superheroes, etc., I, I have become more aware of so many things going on as far as gender equality and things going on politically and things going on with race issues and stuff like that, that I feel like anyone who doesn't at least understand where I'm coming from with that, probably people who aren't like in the thick of it with me aren't really going to be able to vibe with me quite as well. Here, here. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of a tricky thing to navigate, mm-hmm. figuring out if the people that you're meeting share the same values that mm-hmm. you share. I have um, a quiz. I was going to say, you just need a questionnaire to hand out. <laughs> because you're like, all right, you seem like a cool person, mm-hmm. but I'm a pretty liberal person. If the person I'm talking to is fairly conservative, it may be harder for us to connect mm-hmm. because I like talking about politics. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I found really difficult to connect with Chris's friends are they're not necessarily into all the same like television shows and mm-hmm. movies or 
just aware that those things are even going on to some extent. Right. And I find that frustrating because I'm, you know, I'm really into watching like Agent Carter and the mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe and kind of figure out where they're going with all of that. And that, that excites me. And it's hard to get excited about some other show that I've never seen if mm-hmm. we don't have that thing in common. There are specific reasons why people are going to be drawn to certain topics and to certain media and things like that. And I think that's kind of the underlying thread that binds us uh, when we like similar things. But also that could be um, an entryway to friendship if they're excited about, you know, a universe that you don't know very much about. If you're open to it, you could Mm -hmm. learn about the nerdy thing that they're into. Mm -hmm. That's very true. And I think that's something about superheroines, etc., that I had been introduced to so many different fandoms that I never would have thought about checking out before I started and started meeting all the people in the group. Mm-hmm. I also think it's worth noting, too, that it's important to know yourself. Right. I know that I have tried to watch Doctor Who so many times, and I just don't get it. So if a friend was like, hey, I love Doctor Who, do you want to come over? I would be like, I want to hang out with you, but I can't do it in that context. <laughs> we, we need to do something else, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, let's let's go get coffee or, right. or something else. But, like, you can try to convince me why it's awesome, because I seriously don't get it. I'm sorry, internet, I don't get it. Um <laughs> But, but that's okay. We love you anyway. Thank you. But I, I wouldn't put that hat on if it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that I, maybe I've only tried it like five times, but still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, five, five times. Five is, times you probably know what you like. Yeah, five point. times is probably more than I would give most things that I don't like a try. Well, if you ask Doctor Who fans, they're just saying I'm not trying the right five things. Like, well, oh. try this one episode. But anyway. Well, and I think maybe that also gets into, like, the context of where you're meeting people. So mm-hmm. we were talking about when you're making friendships when you're still in school, you have this built-in environment that is sort of breeding friendships, essentially. Mm-hmm. You have to get along with your roommates or you're going to be really sad. Right. You have to meet people in class. You know, you have to get out there and get involved. So after you have graduated and you're out in the working world and maybe you've moved to a new area, how do you go about finding that context, that area where you're going to meet the people that are going to be your friends? I, Marissa, I think you had a wonderful quote about this. I, um, I don't necessarily get to quote, but an idea that I found um, somewhere on a comment thread today about making friends as an adult and it's, oh, I have it written down. I will consult it. The uh, the person on Reddit, actually, uh, said that you should chase your passion, not the people. Mm-hmm. Which I think makes sense because if I'm going to connect over, you know, card making or Star Wars cosplay or honeybees, I'm probably going to find those people where they're all assembling and talking about those things. Mm-hmm. It's easier to find somebody to talk to about my love of coloring or honeybees, back to the honeybees, <laughs> if we have an automatic thing in common where we can create conversation about that. Mm-hmm. So it's an easy in. So I think it's important to know who you are and find out what your hobbies are or a hobby that you would like to try because that's part of making friends is being brave and trying new things and then going where those things are because usually 
people love talking about something they're excited about. And if you're new to it, they'll want to talk your ear off about that, and mm -hmm. that's easy to make a friend with that. Or if you have something in common, you can share knowledge with each other. So find something that you like to do online or a community for that. Another way is that there are some places online where you can find different groups that meet your interest. Mm -hmm. There might be just a hiking group or a knitting group, or maybe you should check out the superheroines, etc. because we try lots of different things. We do. And see if you can find your community there. We are very friendly as well. Yeah, uh, find your passion. <laughs> find a passion or a potential passion, and there you will find a community who's willing to give friendship a whirl or talk to you about that specific topic. And usually those kinds of relationships can bud into something larger over time. Yeah, and the other thing I would say too is be ready to make a friend anywhere. That sounds kind Ooh, of odd really in a way, but one of my super good friends, my husband and I were we were walking through the mall one day and we, we stopped by Tivana, like you do, and uh, there was this <laughs> Korean guy there with all this awesome jewelry on. We started talking to him and literally before we left the store, I was like, you seem interesting. You're going to be our friend now. <laughs> And so I got his number and like, he's, he's one of our best friends now, you know, like he's super close with us. And another thing, actually just today, I participate in the Reddit Secret Santas because they're year round and I love presents. Oh my gosh, did you just now get your present? I did. Well, well, no, no, I got, I got one before, but like I, I'd been busy, so I hadn't been able. And it, it was a little bit late because my postal service is abysmal and it like sent it back to her before she had to send it back to me. Mm -hmm. So I get this stuff and it was awesome. Out of all the presents, there's been a couple that have been like, oh, this person gets me, you know, but this was one of those things. It was like a Totoro coffee cup and a snack plate that said, here, your snacks, dumbass. <laughs> so, so that was awesome. And then she, and today though, she had sent me an additional little card that was like, Fox, I was so excited when I saw your page and your information because I cosplay too and I do branding work and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to be friends. I can feel it. I can feel the friendship coming on. And so I, I sent her my Facebook info and we just became friends on Facebook. Yay. I'm excited for you. <laughs> I am. It's a whole new, whole new friendship to explore. But it is, I find that you can find friends in some of the most unexpected of places. Because there's, everyone has to go to work, you know, and sometimes people work in retail and stuff like that. And pe people have hobbies, people play music, you know, people walk the streets, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and, and if you're open to it, you can find people in surprising places that share interests with you. I agree with you. Being open to it and making sure that you appear open to it. So mm -hmm. with your body language, are you projecting openness? If you are in a space where you feel comfortable conversing with others, make sure that your body language and your appearance match that. Hopefully that's a nice and sensitive way to say, you know, look at people. Right. Maybe make me, maybe make a little smile. And um, sometimes if you cross your arms, that can come off as, you know, that you're not open to social interaction right now. So mm -hmm. I would just say be cognizant of how you are holding your body in terms of welcoming others into your social circle mm. or at least being open to interaction because I think people especially Americans are, are very <laughs> social creatures especially Midwesterners and so mm -hmm. um, there are opportunities out there so open yourself up to that and I think that it could happen. Mm -hmm. One of the things about St. Louis that I found really interesting is that I'm involved in you know the the illustration scene and also the performance scene but as I've gotten more involved in um, various different things going on, it's amazing how these things just open up and lead to so many other avenues, I guess. Um, I did a storytelling event. I did one recently, but I did one before that where I met this local woman who is involved in Fringe Festival, involved in all this other stuff. And so through her, then I got asked to do some other stuff. And then she sends me invites to things. And then 
by doing this, I started meeting these other theater people. And then I went to this brunch with a bunch of ladies that were all from the different arts aspects of the community. And it's so interesting how all of these communities just intersect with each other. I like that. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And something that I like to talk about is building your personal network. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for me, I've never gotten job recommendation or anything like that from like a professional reference. Mm -hmm. It's always been a friend who said, hey, this job is open. You might be interested. You should check it out. Mm -hmm. And I'll recommend you. Because friends look out for each other. Friends want to support each other. They know what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. So I think that in some aspects, building friendships is also helping your professional career as well. Mm -hmm. If you're open to the idea of talking about friends, where could you go to find these? We talked about them being pretty much everywhere around you because those things happen organically, but maybe you want to grab the bull by the horns or other places and force the friendship or force the opportunity. Where would you recommend going to find potential friends? or acquaintances who could eventually blossom into friendships? Well, the first place I would completely non-biasedly recommend would be Superherons, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Because um, we, we have the, the great thing, and I say this not as someone involved with it, but as someone who, one of the reasons why I became involved with it is that there's so many events that are put on by the members. So it's it's about stuff that people are really passionate about. Everything I've been to, people have been really welcoming and interesting. And all the topics have always been really interesting and speaking to things that I find I want to learn more about. And so I, I think that in and of itself is pretty much maybe the perfect way to make friends. I would agree with Fox. Superheroines, <laughs> etc. is pretty great. And if we um, don't have an event that you'd be interested in, you could always take on a leadership role and become an event host. And that's a pretty great way to meet friends because you have a captive audience and you're doing something that you already like because you get to pick the thing that you would like to do. And then you automatically meet people who suddenly like coloring and pastries like you do. Mm -hmm. I would also maybe suggest um, an alumni association, I think is um, a resource that people forget about, and volunteering. Yeah, definitely. And volunteering is proven to like make you happier. So when you're happy, you might be more open to making friends, which mm -hmm. is pretty awesome. Being new to an area, I really recommend looking at like the local chamber of commerce to see if they have any sort of programs for young professionals. So for example, I'm enrolled in this program called Hype that's geared directly at young professionals who are new to the Cincinnati area and they have like six months worth of events planned for all of the folks who are participating which is pretty exciting but like St. Louis has a St. Louis transplants group which I think a lot of people aren't aware of either mm -hmm. and they do all sorts of programming that help you get acquainted with the St. Louis area so there might be something in the new town that you've moved to. Mm -hmm. I've heard really good things about that group like they have transplant Thanksgivings that's cool. Um, all kinds That's of things. Awesome. Yeah, That's yeah. There's cool. a there's a person where I work. She's made, you know, lifelong friends through people who have been transplanted to St. Louis mm -hmm. at the same time as her. And she is the one that hosts the transplant Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it's really successful because not everybody can get away for trips for Thanksgiving or they might not have anywhere to go. And so it's just a great way to connect with others over a, a holiday with delicious food. Mm -hmm. What okay. I would say, too, also look online for groups that are revolving around things that you're interested in. I go to various uh, comic conventions and I always find people there that are interested in what I'm interested, that are really fun people, you know, but if you're into gardening, look online, see if there's any gardening groups in your area. The internet is a wonderful resource. 
On the real side of everything, I think it's probably worth mentioning that this can be a tricky thing to navigate mm -hmm. and that it's unrealistic to expect immediate results, something that you're going to have to cultivate and spend time on. So if it doesn't work out, you know, when you find somebody you're interested in and they're not necessarily interested in you, I'm, I'm still talking about friendship, not, date, <laughs> not dating, but it is almost like the same thing, trying mm -hmm. to, you know, invite someone to coffee platonically. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't bloom and blossom, don't take it personally. There's lots of people out there and it's okay to be bummed out, but keep trying, but it will take a little time. And I think it's important to be real about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think it's really important to note that especially when you move somewhere new and you're completely isolated, you might feel really sad and really alone and mm -hmm. at times maybe even depressed. And so I think it's good to be aware that that might happen. And that if, if you get to the point where you're really depressed, you should definitely seek out help. Mm -hmm. um, highly recommend that. It's worth noting. Mm -hmm. um, but that sometimes the hardest thing to do is just to go to that first event or introduce yourself to that first person mm -hmm. because just the first step of putting yourself out there can be terrifying for folks. Agreed. I was. I remember the first time I went to my um, first Super Heroines Etc. event, it was the uh, annual picnic. Mm -hmm. And I sat in my car for like seven or eight minutes before I like pucked up the courage to get out. And I think you actually both were the first people I talked to. <laughs> um, Carolyn, I paid my dues. And then I was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of food here. And then oh, I talked to Carolyn and then Fox took my dues. And I was like, wow, they seem really nice. <laughs> and then I was fine. You know, there was lots of things to do. But I, I did have to talk myself into it because mm -hmm. it was a vulnerable, scary unknown. Mm -hmm. And it, it mm -hmm. is easier to go back to my house with my couch and you know my Netflix because it's comfy and it's what I know and but I think that that um, experience has definitely paid out for me and I would encourage anybody else to put themselves out there too definitely yeah. because I remember meeting you and I was <laughs> like oh my gosh we're definitely gonna be friends <laughs> oh, that makes me feel so that. good insta for friendship at first sight <laughs> <laughs> did you friend propose <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. I'm glad. I'm glad that you thought that we could be friends. Yes. So, I guess that all being said, is there any last tidbits that anyone would have for our rapt audience? Be brave. You can do this. Maybe like the Girl Scouts, make new friends, but keep the old. Being Ooh. someone who's moved out of town, it's really hard to stay in contact with everyone. So make sure you're cultivating new friendships while still tending to your old friendships. That's really solid. I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess if I had to choose one thing, I would say keep your eyes peeled. You know, keep your eyes open and be open to making new connections with people, even in unexpected places. Because uh, that's where I think I've met some of my closest friends to date. Well, thank you for joining us once again on this wonderful podcast. Check us out online, superheronsetc.org. Thanks so much.